Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Twenty uh, twenty was a very disappointing year for all of us, especially so for the athletes and the sports fraternity. Many important events were cancelled or postponed, and you athletes were not allowed to go out and practice. But now the twenty twenty one has come. We are all. looking forward to this new year hoping that the entire uh, sporting activities will begin and all of you will go out there and perform and make up for what you have lost uh, today's uh, webinar will be on positive mental attitude self awareness temperament goal setting in sports before uh, we dive into the webinar i would like to give you some instructions and the instructions are going to be that uh, please keep your video and audio in mute mode till end of the webinar if you have any questions type it on the chat box and uh, whenever i take you on to a poll you can type yes or no in your chat box now uh, whenever necessary you can use the reactions button for the raise hand to the clap or to the like or the thumbs up button whenever you feel like okay so thank you for joining this webinar this is the second of the seven week webinar series i am conducting and uh, the first webinar was on effective sports parenting and today is a webinar on positive mental attitude and other topics okay we are all set to begin okay uh, the french open 2020 which is normally played on roland garros in paris uh, was postponed number of times uh, due to the covid-19 pandemic it was finally staged in october 2020 in october normally um, the whole world gets a lot, a lot of rains um, more so in paris it rained heavily uh, during the tournament the conditions in roland garros was wet the court was damp and the wilson balls they were using for the tournament uh, made things difficult for the uh, players the ball was used, became very heavy and it was not moving to their liking now coming to the finals of the men's open rafa nadal and um, novak djokovic entered the finals now the damp and wet conditions were not to uh, nadal's liking uh, but uh, he knew that uh, there were a lot of negatives but he was determined he was positive he wanted to um, look at the positives of what he can do what is in his control Uh, he decided that he is going to give him a very good fight to his arch rival Novak Djokovic, and uh, if he won this final, uh, that would be his 13th French Open final. And uh, uh, he, if he won this final tournament, he would be equaling Roger Federer's all-time record of 20 Grand Slams. 
Now, uh, he eventually went on to win the finals. And uh, this match is well known for his, uh, how he used his mind. Normally, he is a very fast street fighter, a very physical player. But in this match, um, he had his own uh, strategies, which he employed um, effectively. Then uh, he made uh, very heavy top spins uh, that made the ball either bounce, uh, bounce a very kick the kick high, or he 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 played heavy underspin so that the ball dropped dead in front of Novak Djokovic. Uh, finally, um, um, Rafa defeated uh, Djoko in straight sets, and um, uh, even uh, Djoko said after the uh, match that uh, Rafa surprised him with his mental strategies. And uh, Rafa speaking to reporters after the uh, uh, match said that uh, it was his positive mental attitude that helped him to win this final and equal Roger Federer's record. Ladies and gentlemen, that is positive mental attitude for you. Now, uh, you, many of you are athletes. You may be talented, well-built and hardworking. But if you don't have a positive outlook towards life and towards your sport and how you look at competition, and if you're not aware of what is happening in your sporting life, then no way you are going to fulfill your dreams. Similarly, if you don't have a direction about your work, your work ethic, what you want to achieve, how you want to achieve your dream, then all the work you do is futile. I want to ask you this question. Are you one of those who are simply slogging out there in the sporting arena without any self-awareness, without any direction? Then if, you, if it is so, then you would better watch out that you're going nowhere. I am Vishwanath, your sports mind coach and counselor. I am the author of the book Success Mantra in Sports. I was a club cricketer myself during my active years. Now I am a recreational golfer. My eldest son uh, was a table tennis player who uh, played at the national level. Of course, uh, he has uh, stopped playing now. Uh, as a mind coach and counselor, I have many state, national and international sports person to improve their mind game. Now, uh, you can see on your screen, uh, I am presenting my book to one Mr. Mon Brockman. He's an Israeli, he, coach, he was an athlete earlier. Now, I'm presenting my book during my workshop, the Winning Minds workshop I conducted in the year 2019. Now, in this uh, webinar, I'll be handing the topics of positive mental attitude, temperament, self-awareness, and the purposeful practice, maintaining a diary, which is called as journaling, and goal setting. Okay, now, once again, uh, you can um, go the inverse, give yourself a thought uh, whether your mind is coming in the way of your performance. We'll come to that later. Now, um, Aditi, do you agree that mind is important in sports? Please type yes or just type Y in the chat box. I don't know if you could find the chat box. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Okay, now, you can see there's a athletic track where is there is a uh, track on which there you can see the brain 
with these millions of billions of neurons on it. And it, it, the, the, the screen says why mind is important in sports. Mind is definitely important in sports. Now, now coming to the uh, mental aspects. Now, I would like to tell you something. Now, everything we learn and practice are stored in the deeper regions of the brain, what we call as the subconscious brain or the limbic system. Now, uh, normally, you, we don't think and perform anything that we have practiced for a long time. For example, consider you are driving, consider you are typing, and then the regular activities you do on a, regular, on a daily basis. We don't think and perform. We just allow things to happen automatically. Now, uh, we say there are two kinds of the minds, like you know, conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Now, if you allow the subconscious mind to perform by itself, it will do a wonderful job. But if you overthink, if you think negatively, if you bring your mind in between, then the subconscious mind becomes confused and uh, your performance uh, will be spoiled. So uh, it's important not to get in the way of our own performance by thinking too much and uh, consciously thinking how to perform, thinking negatively or overthinking. When you do that, the performance automatically comes down. This is the importance of mind in sports. All year long you practice, but when you come to the tournament, you shouldn't be doing any thinking at all. All the thinking you need to do is for doing some strategies. Supposing you finish your first set, you, you know your weakness of your opponent or the strengths of your opponent. According to her strengths and weaknesses, her style of play, her strategies, you want to make some changes. Then you have to think. Think for a moment, decide what you will do and then forget it. Your mind will do the rest. You don't have to think how I should do it while you are in performance. Okay, this is the question I want to ask. Do you think too much? Okay, you can keep the answer to yourself. If you are thinking too much, please uh, um, uh, get out of that habit. Don't think too much. Trust your instincts. Trust your, um, the, your effort. Believe in yourself and allow things to happen. Okay, now, uh, when it comes to the comes to overthinking, I want to give you an example of uh, uh, a story. I want to bring to you a story of a centipede and a worm. You all of you know the centipede, like you see on the screen. It's a long, slender uh, insect. I can say um, creature. We can say that uh, with a number of legs. It has got number of pairs of legs. And you, you must have noticed the centipede and the millipede, which all belong to the same species. Now, a centipede and a worm were good friends. One day they were chatting on the grass, and uh, then, uh, then they said, um, they decided, you know, they, want, they were arguing who moves faster. Then uh, the centipede said, I've got a number of legs. I, I cover the ground quickly. I move faster. The worm argued, said, no, I will go faster. Then they decided to conduct a race. But before the race, the worm asked the centipede, hey friend, you have got so many number of uh, legs. How do you make all the legs, pairs, pairs of legs to move in the same order uh, without failure? So this set the 
centipede thinking. It had never thought of it before. It was allowing all the things to happen naturally. But now it began to think, start thinking. Now, yes, then a few moments later, the race started. The centipede was still thinking about how its legs moved and how it has to move in a, in a very good order, perfect order. Then when, while doing this, all the legs got tangled and it had to stop. The worm happily raced past the uh, centipede and won the race. Now, uh, now taking the cue uh, from this story, uh, we should be very cautious that we should not be overthinking during any performance. We should let just let things happen for itself. Okay. Now, uh, important thing is we all heard about. Uh, we keep hearing about positive thinking, negative thinking. We all know that we need to be positive in our thinking and not think too negatively. And uh, even then, it is human nature to think negatively because um, it has a long story of millions of years when uh, during maybe the dinosaur era, uh, when there was such wild, huge wild animals and uh, human beings that time had primitive brains. He used to be afraid of these uh, huge uh, uh, carnivorous animals. So either he had to uh, fight the animal, which was not possible. All he knew was always cautious about the presence of these predators. So always he was cautious and thinking negative. Um, how do I face these animals? I mean, I see that I have to run away. Even now, we always have the tendency to think negative. In fact, negative thinking is good for us because uh, um, because it prepares us to face uh, any kind of situation. We always tend to think negative uh, because we need to safeguard ourselves. So our negative thinking, which is also called as fight and flight response or stress response, is a defense mechanism. It prepares us from threat and um, uh, we, we get prepared how to face those situations, you know those threatening situations, uh, situations where uh, we are not up against the challenge and maybe the challenge is too high. So negative thinking here prepares us to face these challenges. But when anything is excessive, we say you know, anything, too, anything is too much is too bad. So even in negative thinking, if your negative thinking is too much, it comes in the way of our performance. Okay, um, now, Human beings think negative, not only negative, but when it comes to performance, all of us are having negative thoughts and um, we have our expectations. We are afraid whether we are going to fulfill all those expectations. Now, uh, sometimes we doubt ourselves in spite of being talented and working hard, we still doubt ourselves whether we can do well or not. Now, then uh, the most important thing is we, we become nervous, worry, we worry too much, we panic, then uh, we choke. All these are because of uh, we take the event as a threat and we doubt ourselves, our confidence may be low. Then uh, we are, the most important thing is we are afraid to fail, okay? afraid to fail. It is what we call as fear of failure. Fear. Now coming to fear. 
fear is one of the four major emotions that the human being undergoes. We undergo fear, anger, sadness, and joy. We experience these four emotions from time to time. Feelings are plenty. Feelings can be psychological, like many things I feel, I'm feeling irritated, I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling tense, I'm feeling uh, frustrated, and uh, there can be physiological feelings of uh, feelings also, like I am feeling fatigued, I'm feeling hungry, I'm feeling tired. These are physiological symptoms. But emotions are four. As I, I have told you, I will repeat, fear, sadness, joy, and anger. Of these, fear and anger are very negative. They always come in the way of our performance. It spoils our performance. Too much of fear, too much of anger, spoils our performance. We need to keep it in a, at a certain limit. We should not allow it to hijack our performance. Okay, so what are we now afraid of? We are afraid of failure. More than anything else, why are we afraid to fail? We are afraid to fail because we will disappoint ourselves, we will feel sad, then uh, we are not happy that uh, we could not fulfill our expectations, then uh, we are, we are uh, afraid that we will disappoint our parents, coaches, school, college, country, what, what not. So all these consequences are those that will make us uh, to feel fear failure. Uh, we have all, all heard of negative thinking and positive thinking. However good you are, however strong you are, however well-built you are, however talented you are, however hardworking you are, finally, when you, when you go onto the court, when you go onto the sporting arena, it is our thinking that decides whether we are going to win a, a battle or not. So uh, uh, we have heard and we also know that we need to be positive in our thinking. Positive thinking contributes to positive mental attitude. Now you can see uh, Roger Federer, you know, um, uh, punching his uh, wrist, uh, saying that um, I need to be, uh, he was appreciating his own effort and he's very positive in his approach as you see. Okay, now coming to, now we, we first of all, uh, we will need to have a positive mental attitude on and off the court. Okay, I'll come to that later then uh, we need to avoid a negative thinking, a negative temperament, okay? Come to that later again. Okay, now we are, we are going into this topic called temperament. Temperament is very, very important uh, as a person and even as an athlete even more. Uh, on your screen, I think you see or you are seeing Nick uh, Krios. Now he is not happy with himself. You can see that he has banged the racket on the court and he has broken his racket. Okay? So temperament is uh, very important. Now, what is temperament? Is the way we react to situations. How we deal with the situation. Uh, how we behave and how we look at the situation. And uh, that is called as temperament. Now, on your screen you are seeing MS Dhoni. And you, he, everyone knows MS Dhoni to be a very cool, calm player and captain. And uh, he, under his leadership, India has won three formats, all the three formats, the T20 format, the World Cup, 
and even in the tests also he was uh, he took india to the top he made india the world number 1 in test cricket then he has won the ipl title for uh, um, chennai super kings many times i think he has won it three times for the csk now he is a, he is a one example for cool calm and good temperament so what is uh, overreact to any situation by showing his anger arguing with the umpires the line umpires shouting at the crowd shouting at the slightest noise shouting to himself abusing the umpires abusing the opponent showing very unsportive behavior then getting angry at the slightest of things then not following the rules of the game then we say that this person has a very bad temperament a person with a good temperament he is he is always the same you can see roger federer you can see mahendra singh dhoni they are like sages they are like saints on the court they are always cool you know uh, people ask uh, uh, mahendra singh dhoni that how can be so cool at such a tense situation he has said i am also a human being i do get feelings and emotions but uh, i know how to deal with them i don't show it in my body language then uh, talking about cool temperament i also remember john bogue the former tennis player remember used to they used to call him ice he was that cool uh, when he, when it was on the court a person with a cool temperament he always plays within the rules he is very sportive uh, he his behavior is very calm cool he accepts things with a smile then uh, he, he honors the rules he respects the opponents and he doesn't show it on the body language even if he is not doing well doing that's a person with a good temperament bad temperament you can see john mcandrew on your screen uh, he was very known for his uh, bad temperament uh, so was uh, jimmy connors uh, jimmy connors and mcandrew during that time used to hold up the play uh, with uh, arguing with the umpires arguing with the line calls or the line calls uh, then that is an example of uh, bad temperament now a uh, uh, flate uh, uh, bernard tomic uh, the tennis player Another, another is um, Nick Rios. Also showing some, uh, um, he is showing some bad temperament on the court. Uh, he is known to um, argue and uh, show his resentment on the court. Okay, now temperament is also something what we call every game requires a way in which you have to perform. Every game, a particular, you need a particular temperament to perform. temperament is that there are several challenges in every game uh, you need to adopt a mindset so that you will be within the framework so that you will be you will be exhibiting sporting behavior sporting body language and people will like you for your behavior uh, whatever it happens on the court is quite immature each game requires a particular temperament now india is touring australia and uh, um there you know in australia how the australians uh, play they are very aggressive they they don't don't give an inch they are hard they hardcore fighters and um, when it comes to
cricket in Australia, the pitches are hard, the surface is fast, Australian fast bowlers are tall, well-built and aggressive, they bowl fast, the ball bounces, and you require a different temperament to perform in Australia. Likewise, every game has a challenge, Indian, depending on the conditions, depending on the opponents, uh, every venue, every condition, every continent, the conditions vary. And there will be so many factors that can be, that can go against you. But you take all that in your stride and you show the perfect temperament, which is important. When you take, accept all these uh, uh, negatives and even perform at your best, that means you are having the right temperament for your game. Now, uh, so temperament is a part of, uh, of the sporting character. What is character? Once again, uh, it's, a, it's a kind of person you are. If the character is the kind of person you are, everybody knows what a character. Even in normal life, he says, you know, we should show the right character. Even in sporting life, we should be, have the, possess the right sporting character. Now, sporting character is also your behavior, your temperament. How you behave on and off the field. You may be a very great, great athlete who has performed exceedingly well in international formats, in the international arena. But if, if your character is not up to the mark, then you will be noticed. People will brand you. People will dislike you. There are many, many such incidents where the highest level athletes um, did uh, so many uh, things off the court. They were in their, uh, during the life, um, they did so many other, they were involved in incidents and uh, so many unsavory things in their life uh, for which they were branded. So people will remember you for your character all the time. Uh, even though you didn't make it big in your sport, people will, will always love you for your character. When it comes to character and behavior, I think uh, we, we have to remember Rahul Dravid, G.R. Vishwana uh, for their behavior, Prakash Padukon. Um, they were all people, such gentlemen in sport. Um, they, they, they exhibited exemplary behavior. Playing series between India and Australia, uh, India in the second test, India were allowed to their lowest total in test cricket. They lost the test match badly. It was a humiliating defeat. Uh, going all out for 36 was something uh, unacceptable for the diehard cricket Indian fans. But what had to happen happened and uh, India lost the test miserably. But in the third test, under the leadership of uh, Jinkya Rahane, India bounced back. India bounced back strongly. Okay, now, uh, India bounced back strongly and uh, uh, defeated Australia in the third test. Uh, so, Gavaskar said after that test match that India showed great character to fight back and win the second test. The, this, this, the char this character India showed was the ability to give a good fight, raise their performance, be resilient. That means resilience means bouncing back from setbacks. Then, be tenacious, you know, don't give up easily. Be mental tough. Be tenacious means holding on to the challenge. India showed all these qualities. India won the second test and the third test is going on at uh, Sydney at, at the present moment and India is not in a very strong position at the present moment. Okay, now 
that is, uh, you need to have a, a good uh, character, a sporting character for which you will be remembered. And the greatness about character is that um, the, 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 more, uh, uh, the more sporting character you show, uh, the better you behave on and off the field, the more you will progress in your sport. It has a direct connection with your performance and progress. Now, elite athletes have said, uh, they're all very humble. You, you, you mention the name of any great athlete. Most of them, most of them are humble and uh, uh, very, very well behaved on and off the court. And this humility and this great sporting character has uh, uh, taken them to great heights. So it's important for every athlete to imbibe a sporting uh, when I, I was talking to you about negative thinking, now we always, so many times, uh, we think negatively and uh, before any performance, it's quite natural to think negative, to doubt yourself. Uh, they say initially they are nervous and uh, they are negative, but once they go on to the sporting arena, once they start performing, it will go away. But uh, based on the kind of person you are, based on the kind of... Uh, thinking you do regularly, then, um, then based on your previous performances, we get into a mental block. What is this mental block? Mental block means we have uh, decided that based on certain events in our life that uh, we can't do a particular thing, that somebody is very strong for us. We can't perform in a particular condition. We can't perform in a particular court. Uh, maybe that uh, uh, your last number of time you are speaking, criticizing yourself, speaking negatively uh, to yourself, saying that I can never win. Uh, I'm always a loser. Okay, my uh, my performance, I I'm not talented. Um, so many kinds of negative negative thoughts, uh, because you think about it very frequently, it becomes a block in your mind. It gets into your subconscious, and the subconscious accepts these negative thoughts as true. And every time you go out there and perform, when you think in a similar fashion, the subconscious mind is triggered and the same negative result is what is you are going to experience. This is called as mental block. Mental block is very bad for your performance. It slows down your progress. Mental, what is mental block once again? It is kind of thinking that it is so deep in your mind that you can't overcome that. You will say that at this rate, I will never win a tournament. At this rate, I will not fulfill my goals. My backhand is weak. My leg, my body is weak. Uh, I'm a loser and um, uh, I'm not confident. These are the kind of mental blocks you get into that will slow your progress. So what the good news is that this block is not for permanent. It, can't, it can be dissolved with positive thinking. The only thing you need to do is start thinking, replacing those negative thoughts with your positive thoughts and slowly this mental block gets dissolved. So I am always there to help uh, my athletes how to think, how to, how to get rid of your mental blocks, how to get into your subconscious and erase off those uh, negative feelings and emotions, uh, erase that mental blocks that are in your subconscious so I'm always there for you all. So anyone requiring for uh, mental support, 
and mental training, uh, you can always contact me. Now, uh, moving on to the next slide. Now, talking about mental block, uh, the, the one uh, example, the one uh, story that always comes to my mind is that of uh, Roger Bannister. This happened about 50 years ago. During that time, people always thought that they can't run a mile. A mile is about 1.6 kilometers. You can't run a mile is less than four minutes. So everybody was going up to that four minute mark and they were not able to beat that record. Roger Bannister was a doctor himself and a runner. He broke that record in, I don't remember the year. He broke the record and in the same year, lot of people across the world believed that they can run a mile in less than four minutes. Number of people bet that record, they could run the mile in less than four minutes. See, uh, once uh, Roger Bannister did it, people were able to break that mental block. There was a big mental block in the mind saying that we cannot run a mile in less than four minutes. Now, uh, I think there is a mental block with regard to the timing of a 100-meter uh, race in Olympics. People have done it in 9.75 seconds, but uh, uh, human beings have always raised the bar, the, the, what they have been able to achieve. They always better themselves. The records have been broken frequently. Barriers have been, uh, um, have been created. They have overcome these barriers. New records have been created. In, I don't think it will be too long before somebody runs a, a 100 meters. It may be 9.65 or 9.7 seconds in an Olympic. Let's wait for the day. Okay, now going on to the our attitude. Now, we have spoken about temperament, we have spoken about uh, character, and now let's come down to attitude. So, when you, when you say attitude, uh, we hear uh, one statement always coming from people. They say, he or show, she shows a lot of attitude. So, what they mean by that attitude is a lot of arrogance a lot of negativity, a lot of uh, pride, uh, that self-pride, you know. When people show that, um, people say that, they say that they are showing a lot of attitude. But when it comes to sport and other performance, attitude carries a different meaning. Attitude means uh, who you are as a person, what is your temperament, what is your behavior, what is your character? How do you look at the world? maybe your opponents, your sport. And now, what is that attitude you have developed? So now, when you develop a particular attitude, you go on to show it on, in, the, in the open, in the world, whether you, it can be a sport field or any other competition. Your attitude shows. That's what uh, made, uh, um, I get that one now. When uh, there is, uh, yes. There's a famous uh, basketball coach, uh, John Wooden, who once said that um, sport does not teach you character, it defines it. That means sport, in fact, teaches you character, but it also shows your character. When a person is challenged, when a person is up against, um, when he's facing some uh, setbacks, when uh, he's um, challenged and he's not up to the challenge, and there are so many factors that are going against him. 
like the conditions and so many other things, it can uh, again go against you. Maybe you are not in the right frame of mind. Now your character is tested. Now your attitude is tested. How you look at the uh, situation? In the beginning, I gave you the example of how Rafa Nadal uh, showed positive mental attitude at the French Open, even though the, the situations were not to his liking. Um, that's what he said in the end, that his positive mental attitude helped him to win that tournament. Yeah. Now, when it comes to attitude, you, you have seen this uh, several times. You can see the glass of uh, water. Uh, it is um, half full. We always have to look at it as half full and not half empty. Full is a positive word. So always look at it as a half full. So now the important part is now people always look towards their uh, weaknesses. Now it's important to look towards your strengths. The moment you stand in the mirror, it is the strengths that you have to recognize. When a person comes to me for counseling and sports uh, mind training, I always ask them, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What is the, what are your positives and what are your negatives? More often than not, the, the candidates who come to me, the clients who come to me, write a number of negatives and the positives are only so very few. I always tell them, you have to increase the number in the positive column. Your positive should match the, your negatives and slowly your negatives should become reduced and you should become more positive in your life. They always negative, recognize their weaknesses more than their strengths. Now, when, they, when I ask them to stand in the mirror and ask them to see their own image and ask them to repeat, uh, come out with their uh, feelings and what they observe in the person, they say that, you know, I see a lot of negatives in, in myself, sir. So uh, this, is, this is a negative attitude. You have to look at you know, the positives in yourself, your strengths, I mean. So that will give us a positive attitude towards everything. The way you look at the world, the circumstances, and what are happening in your sporting life. Always they accept everything um, with a positive mental attitude. Now, now, your behavior and your temperament, everything determines your attitude. Now, people uh, sometimes are unsportive, they are unethical, they break the rules, they don't honor their uh, the rules and they respect the opponents and uh, they are always showing bad behavior. Then uh, uh, always they are playing to for only winning as the main purpose and getting a lot of laurels for themselves. Once they start achieving, they show a lot of attitude. Here is this general terminology called attitude comes up. We have seen so many sporting icons show a lot, a lot of attitude in public. Now, uh, now these negative attitudes will not be there forever. They have to be very careful about the image they project in public. So um, the way you look at life, the, the kind of person you are, and the, the way you look at your sport uh, challenges, and how you handle either success or failure, they should all be positive. And uh, every athlete needs to be positive in his attitude. And this is what is called as positive mental attitude. Okay, looking at Sachin Tendulkar. These are one of the examples for positive mental attitude. 
Now, even Rahul Dravid, they were so focused and so positive. They did not allow any outside distractions and all the outside attention they used to get, all the fame, all the money did not come in the way of their um, coming in the way of them to achieve their goals. You know, they achieve whatever they wanted to. Now, they were always focused. They always showed the right behavior on and off the court. Even Roger Federer is one such example. Novak Djokovic is also another, another example. They are all showing some exemplary attitude on and off the court. Now, as the screen says, bad attitude holds you back. Good attitude pushes you forward. Now, the choice is yours. Whether you are, you are going to be uh, show a positive mental attitude or a negative mental attitude. Now, going on to the next uh, slide. Now, uh, Abhinav Bindra, India's lone uh, uh, individual Olympic gold medalist, has said, the hunger in me always had me inspiring for more, for greater perfection, better preparation, newer battles to challenge and to overcome. He has done everything in his life. He received very little support uh, from the associations and the Indian Federation, Indian Sporting uh, Federation, Indian Sports Ministry. He, he took, he's, he put a lot of individual efforts to go on and to win the individual gold medal. He accepted all these things. These are all the uh, things that you are going to face as an Indian sports person. Uh, the, the encouragement, the support, uh, will not may not be, or even the motivation may not be to your liking, but you have to accept everything positively. Put your own efforts, focus on what you can do, and go ahead. Um, then he, he left no stone unturned. Uh, he did a lot of things, and put a lot of efforts to go on to win India, India's first individual gold medal in Olympics. And uh, any of you who have not read the book, a shooting at a shot at gold by a far an Abhirnav Bindra's autobiography. You must read that book. Going on to the next slide. Now, what are the benefits of a positive mental attitude? Now, for a moment, I will take away the uh, chat box and I'll bring it back later. Now, what are the benefits of positive mental attitude? You will have the you can satisfy the hunger within you. So. See, you can become more disciplined in your life with positive mental attitude. You, with PMA, you take a lot of responsibility for your actions. That means you don't keep blaming others for what happened. If you didn't do well, you don't, you don't blame others. You take responsibility for yourself. Okay? Then you take uh, action. Then uh, uh, you take charge of your life. That is what we call as taking responsibility for yourself. Then... Uh, you no longer see challenges as threats. When you are positive, the challenges will not appear to you as negative. They don't appear to you as threats. You always see challenges as challenges and opportunity, a privilege to go there and perform and overcome the challenges. Challenges don't become threats to you. That is the advantage of positive mental attitude. Then, any setback you receive in your life. Okay, uh, now Corona was a setback to a lot of athletes. They had big roles, Olympics was, was to be staged. 
it long world championship got postponed now it it, it sometimes demotivates you but even but covid 19 was common for the whole world it was it is something that every athlete across the world faced so you have to look at what happened during the last years even now the covid pandemic is uh, still bothering the whole world but you have to look at the whole thing in a positive manner okay you should not look at as at well, corona and covid 19 as a setback it is a setback but with pma positive mental attitude you can overcome this setback now uh, during corona a lot of people uh, did uh, things did uh, activities that they are not done during earlier so a lot of athletes are trained themselves mentally because they had a lot of free time they learned cooking they learned meditation they learned deep breathing and they learned a lot of uh, new things that they could not find time earlier so it so the positive corona was a positive thing for them rather than a setback now um, positive mental attitude will help you to focus on long term gains not short term gratification what does this mean it means that uh, you will uh, even though if you facing say setbacks you are losing very often you look it as a you you will get over that you always look towards your dream the long term goal your big picture so you always are looking towards that so that shows your positive attitude now uh, now whenever you lose uh, even though you feel a little sad you will consider the defeat as a feedback mechanism this is a positive way of looking at it abdul kalam the late indian president has uh, said that your um, your greatest teacher was your lost mistake okay your mistake is your teacher you learn from it that's the way this is a positive way of looking at things okay positive mental attitude will help you to bounce back you will become very resilient you know you don't give up easily you will be positive that next time i will do well so you are inclined to do well and bounce back into uh, the contention now the next one it helps uh, develop strong character as i told you positive uh, thinking your temperament positive behavior makes a way for a strong character now positive mental attitude gives hope we all live on hope without hope we can't survive uh, everybody lives on hope that tomorrow will be better next year will be better the future will be great so when you are positive then uh, your attitude gives you a lot of hope if you say i am negative i will never improve i want to give up then all your hope is lost these are the advantages of positive mental attitude now going on to the next slide okay now i want to ask you this question are you an underachiever okay if you find any underachiever then you need to ask them uh, what are the reasons for being an underachiever now every athlete has to look inwards introspect knowing that i am talented talented i am getting enough support and uh, i am putting the effort but why i am not able to fulfill my goals fulfill my dreams then he needs to be self aware every day you need to be self aware aware of what is happening in your life whether you have fulfilled your goals or what is stopping you from fulfilling your goals what is coming in the way this is this helps you become aware 
of what is happening in your life. And I think I see a Virgin King, he was a legendary tennis player, a woman's tennis player. She has said, self-awareness is the most important thing in becoming a champion. When you are self-aware, when you understand what is happening in your life, what is stopping you, what is slowing your progress, what are your mental blocks, what are what, what is stopping you, whether you are it is your mind that is coming in the way, or whether it is your skills, or it is your body, and what, what you need to get better. If you are self-aware, then that is the way towards becoming a champion. Uh, this is the slogan. Come on, wake up, be self-aware, is what I would want to tell the athletes. Be self-aware of what is happening in your life. Okay, self-aware. Now, uh, you are tall, well-built, uh, hardworking, and um, every day you are going out there mechanically, uh, whichever, whether it's a court or it's a track, whether it is an indoor arena, you're going there, practicing and coming back. You are self not aware what happened, what has to happen tomorrow, what you plan to do next, where is that you want to improve. You don't think about anything. You simply go out there mechanically and come back. Now, this is not called as purposeful practice. Purposeful practice is something that you do purposefully, intentionally. Now, you know today what happened after coming back from practice. You know what worked for you and what didn't work for you. And what you have to do tomorrow? What changes you have to make? What is it that you will be focusing on tomorrow? This is called as purposeful practice. I will come to that later. How to write a diary with a purpose? Okay? Yes. Uh, you need to have a purpose for everything you do, even in practice, is the slogan. Okay. Now, I want to bring to you the story of Ajinkya Rahane, the good Indian batsman, and presently he is uh, leading the Indian test team in the absence of Virat Kohli. Now, he, he was born and brought up in uh, Mumbai. He lived in the suburbs of Mumbai. He used to travel uh, something like 20 kilometers every day in local train, come to the Victoria Terminus, get down. I think he used to go to the Shivaji Maidan every day. And while he was traveling in the train, while he was uh, carrying his kit, and walking towards the uh, ground, he always thought about uh, where I am going to improve, uh, how many runs I have to score in today's uh, game, and uh, which are the skills I want to improve, uh, what is it that I want to strengthen. The, he was always thinking about his progress. He always went to practice and match with a purpose. This is called as uh, a purposeful thinking. Now, uh, there is one uh, thing, strategy, uh, there's one practice uh, that you should uh, always uh, imbibe. It's a wonderful practice, and uh, uh, that is called as uh, journaling, which is nothing but writing a diary. I want to bring to you the example of uh, late Indian President Pranam Mukherjee, who recently passed away uh, due to age complications and COVID uh, and age complications. Now, he, he spent about a month or so in the hospital. He was admitted for some health complications. Even uh, till the day he slipped into coma, he was writing a diary. So he said all through his life, he has written a diary. Some, ta some uh, top leaders who uh, saw him, who interacted with him, uh, who was very close to him, said that every day he was in the habit of writing a diary. So uh, writing a journal, which is called as journaling, writing a diary is uh, one of the 
secrets of successful people in life all successful people have adopted this wonderful technique called journaling what is journaling that means you have you write in your in in a diary everything that happened in the day okay whether it was anything that happened in your day how you felt how how, how whether you were confident what were your feelings how you performed okay if you have performed extremely well then what were the factors that helped you to perform well now especially when you are playing in a tournament every day of the tournament you have to rate your experiences okay about every day of the tournament why is it important is because when you are doing well you make a note of everything that you did how, how did you sleep the previous night what you ate previous night previous day then uh, whether you whether you got a good sleep what time you wake up woke up in the morning how did you perform your routines what breakfast you had how were you feeling in the mind whether you were feeling positive confident or whether you were feeling tired fatigue and thinking negative or were you afraid that you will lose all these feelings you need to write uh, you will be surprised that going forward um, see now i want to tell you this uh, life is not the same for a sports person there are ups and downs there is a sometimes you get into bad form when you are not performing well those are the time you have to go back and refer your diary uh, when you will have written in the in the diary that what you did when you performed well when my performance was great now you can go back to those experiences compare that with your what you are doing happening in your life now and definitely it will indicate to you that what you are missing what you are doing wrong and you can do the corrections this is how journaling and diary writing okay now coming to the next slide are you pursuing your goals aimlessly that means you see that is an archery and in archery your aim is very important even in your life all your intentions all your efforts should have a aim okay uh, without a aim that means you are you are, you are directionless okay i will ask you this something you sit in a cab or you sit in an auto rickshaw and the driver asks you sir where shall i take you do you tell him that taking wherever take me wherever you want no you know why you have booked the cab and you know where you want to go and why you want to go there you tell him that i want to take me to this place okay now that is called knowing a goal knowing a purpose having an aim in life even an athlete has to have goals in his life so what is a goal a goal is a plan that means you are planning much ahead how you want to go about things how you want to practice what skills you want to improve what level you want to reach how do you want to improve your performance okay um, i i come to that as we go along a goal is a plan with a deadline you fix a deadline for your goal that becomes a goal you, there's a plan and you have, it has a deadline 6 months 1 year 2 years 3 years and your lifetime dream lifetime big picture is to represent india in the olympics to play at lords to win a grand slam that becomes your ultimate goal but to reach there you have to set smaller goals okay and that will have a timeline it's called as a deadline okay now 
Moving on to the next uh, um, slide. Now, there is a there's a practice what we follow. Uh, goal setting is a practice followed by the this most successful people in the world. All successful people, all achievers have practiced this method called goal setting. You have to set goals on what you want to do, what you want to achieve. Because when you set goals, you know, you put in your mind that there is something I have to achieve. You become serious. You put in the efforts that I set a goal for myself and this is what I want to achieve before a, a certain uh, timeline. So the, the goal setting helps you to set up, uh, make your plans and go after them. Now, why don't people set goals? The reason people normally don't set goals is because they are not motivated. They are not hardworking. They are afraid that they are going to, they are not going to achieve or fulfill those goals. Now, this is what normally happens with the new year resolutions. So we make resolutions on 28, maybe the last week of December and Hey, from first I will do this. I will uh, get up early in the morning. I will meditate. Uh, I will uh, go for, I will exercise and uh, I'll improve my lifestyle. I'll go to bed at 10, 10 p.m. in the night. I'll have my dinner at 8. Then go to bed at 10. Then I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. But you never do. Is That is the reason because you don't have the willpower and you don't have the, uh, the, the what you call the motivation and the willpower, uh, the challenge, uh, you don't challenge yourself. Uh, that, that's the reason why you don't set goals. So always, every year is the same thing for so many people. Uh, what is the use? I make my resolutions, but I don't follow them. So now in sport, you are dedicating so much of your life, you're sacrificing so much of your life, putting in so many efforts, and uh, your parents are spending so much money for you. And if you don't set goals and uh, religiously, diligently don't go after them, goal setting becomes your roadmap for success. I'll come to Okay, now there are two types of goals we normally call, which applies to sports. I don't know about the corporate life, but when it comes to sports, there are two types of goals. Performance goals or performance or achievement goals, which is also called as outcome goals. They are always focused on the performance. Now, other thing is the standard, other is the standard goals. Standard goal, I'll come to that also. And uh, and then it also, there is also something called process goals. Okay. I would like to break this into three segments. Performance or achievement goals, including outcome goals, process goals, and standard goals. Okay. Now, when it comes to goal setting, we are normally say, we ask people to set short-term goals, mid-term goals and long-term goals. People also set, break the short-term goals into daily goals. Okay, this is what I will do today. Okay, you can set goals for a number of things, you know, your performance today, I could hit 100 shots, today I'll go for 105. Yesterday I ran for uh, uh, four kilometers, today I'll go on to run 4.2 kilometers. So every day you are raising the bar. Okay, that becomes a daily, goal target. Okay. Now, what is a short-term goal? You can set short-term goal for your performance, for achieving something. Uh, 
or for improving something. Improving something is called as a process code. Okay. Now we are looking into the first two areas of goal setting that is uh, uh, achievement goals and performance goals and the process goal. Okay. In, for short term goals, we normally keep a target of about six months to maximum one year. Now you will say that now I'm a tennis player. I've not been able to reach the main draw. So my aim is the next six months, my season will start. Uh, before the season is over, I want to break into the main draw. I, the main draw is getting into that pre-quarter final, quarter final stage. Okay. Okay. Now, now, yes, this is what you have in mind. I want to achieve this. I want to. I want this performance before uh, six months for, to happen. Now and uh, now, another one is. You, you set short-term goals for your process. Let us say if you are a tennis player, your backhand is a little weak. And in table tennis, you want to learn backhand topspin. So you'll say, I want to learn backhand topspin. I want to master and execute my backhand topspin in six months time. This becomes a short-term goal. So, what, so you can set short-term goals for achieving something or improving some technique or doing improve or say, I will set my short-term goal for becoming more confident, for becoming more positive, for uh, uh, becoming more calm, cool. Under any circumstances, I will not lose my mind. I will be very calm, cool. Whatever happens, I don't care. So you can set your goal for changing behaviors also. Uh, you will say, I will do away with this habit in the next six months. So coming to midterm goals, we normally set the midterm goals for between one year to one year to three years, no? I, I will, let's say, I want to break into the state team in the next uh, two years. And uh, later on, some people will say, already we're in the state team, we'll put a midterm goal saying that next year I will be in the Indian team. So setting a goal between one year to three years, or two, three years is a midterm goal. So long-term goal becomes your, what you want to become in life. So what is a standard goal? Standard goal is something like this. Now, somebody is trying to qualify for the uh, Asian Games or the Olympics. They want to get into the Indian team. So to get into the Indian team, there will be a certain timing. You know the India's best timing. And you know very well that a certain kind of, for a batsman, he has to score so many runs. Okay? Or he wants to top the averages in the Indian India uh, batting order. I mean, India st statistics. Then uh, for a bowler, he has to get so many wickets. For a runner, he has to break his own timing. He has to get into the top bracket, the best timing, maybe the best three timings, like that. So these are standard uh, goals. That means you, you need to do something for a some for some purpose. Okay? You need to this some, some amount of runs or you want to become top seed in the country or number five seed in the country, so we'll get selected to the country team. You want to get this timing so that you'll get selected to the Olympics team. So that is a standard goal. Okay, many athletes do this. They put their efforts to break that particular timing and get into the Indian side. Okay, now going to the next one. Uh, visualization and imagery will help you to manifest your goal. Okay, you you all can be not only setting your goals, you can also visualize and imagine. Uh, going on to achieve them. 
as though they have already happened. Supposing uh, you are, your dream is to win a major, lifting a cup. Your dream is to perform at Lords. Your dream is to perform in the Olympics. Every day you have to imagine, uh, imagine uh, that that goal, the long-term goal, has come to reality. So now, goal setting can be improved through imagination, dreaming. You need to dream every day about your goals. Then the goals will come into reality. Now, how to write your goals? You are, you have to write your goals in the diary that we were talking about. That, which is nothing but journaling. You, you write your goals, the short-term goal and the long mid-term and the long-term goal in color, colored letters. So that colors attract your brain. So it, it should it will be like a picture. Every day you need to, as you write your diary, before you close your diary, you have to focus on your daily goals, short-term goals, mid-term goals, standard goals, and as well as your long-term goals that for your to to manifest your dream so that will come into reality sometime in the future okay now goal setting should be smart in the sense you should know specifically what you want to achieve s for specific m for measurable now whatever you want to know now your timing is 10 10 seconds that means if you want to see your improvement that means if you achieve 9.9, that means that you are improved. Your height was 4.7. If you have, if you achieve 4.8, that means you have improved. That means whatever progress you are doing, that should be able. To, you should be able to measure that. That means um, you scored um, 500 runs in the last season. Now, if you have scored 600 runs in this season, that means it was, it was, we could measure that one. That means there is an improvement. So. Whatever goals you set should be attainable. Now you are just got into the state team. You cannot say I will win the major. I will uh, break the Olympic record. It, it, it's not possible. You have to be very, very re realistic. Okay. You should know your capacity. You should be able to achieve that goal. Most of the people, why they, they the reason why they lose their confidence is because they, they set too lofty goals for themselves. Because they cannot attain that. Because they are not equal to it. If your goal is here, if your expectation is here, if your ability is here, then definitely you're going to stress yourself. So you have to set goals that you're capable of achieving. Maybe you can set a little higher, but not too high. So they have to be realistic. Realistic means something that you can achieve. And you should set a time to achieve your goals. That should be time bound. That means S-M-A-R-T, your goal setting should be smart. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-setting, time-bound. Okay, now coming to the uh, last slide of today. Uh, now, this is the way, the way whatever we have discussed is the way the champions think. Okay, champions do a little extra. What's the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? Extraordinary people, whom we call normally call as the champions, do the thing extra. Extra is this mind training they do, the, the mental training they do for themselves. Most other people just go there, perform and come back, but champions do a little extra. So that is what is called as mind training. And uh, we sports psychologists and mind trainers uh, help uh, athletes to improve their mental game. So 
um, access. I'm ML Vishwanath. You can note down my cell number. That is my email ID. You can log on to www.winningageconsulting.in. That is my uh, website address. And so I thank you all uh, for being there. I want to end this webinar.